From the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle, the podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical perspective and to help you grow in your relationship with God. God has commissioned and called you to be a light in this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. No matter what circumstance you're facing, no matter what season of life that you're in, if you truly want to find success in that season, you are going to have to go back to the simple question of what does God say about me in this moment? There's no shortage of information in this culture, but there is a shortage of truth. Welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. My name is Kevin Wilson. And I'm Kyle Wenzel. Glad to have you guys back. Absolutely. And we're excited to be back with you this week. If you were with us last week, we had a guest that we have again this week. So our guest was Angel Cologne. He is one of the survivors of the Pulse nightclub shooting. If you remember that terrorist attack back in 2016, where tons of people 49 people were killed and 53 were wounded in this mass shooting. And so he was shot multiple times and has recovered. He has an amazing transformation story. If you weren't able to be with us last week, please go and listen to that. I I think you should maybe listen to that one first and then pick up on this one so that you can understand kind of his whole life and transformation but just some amazing things that he told us last time. And so Angel joins us again today. Thanks, Angel, for being a part of the show today. Of course. Thank you guys again for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And so we want to talk with him today. And most of you know that the nightclub that he was in that night where he was shot was a it was a gay nightclub. And I believe it was um, Latin night. And so, and just, you know, celebrating uh, that culture. And we talked about and hit on this a little bit before, but one of the areas that we wanted to talk about on the show is just kind of the gay lifestyle. And just, we know that this is something that's trendy right now. We know that this is something that a lot of people deal with, whether it's known or not. Um, A lot of you may have never told your family that you're struggling with this, or maybe you're struggling with it secretly and no one knows, or maybe you're just openly gay. But this is something that we know in the word of God, and we've talked about on other podcasts, that it's just not God's, it's not God's will for your life. But I do think that the church hasn't done a really good job of coming alongside and loving people that are in this lifestyle because we can, there is a, there is a possibility of hating the sin and loving the person. And I believe that we can, we can do both. And so I really just wanted to talk to Angel today, one about his transformation, but kind of start back and just take us back to when, so Angel, when did you first know or or have an inkling that you had same-sex attraction? Like, how did that even start with you? Actually, since the age of five, mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew I was looking at guys different and girls. I thought that uh, the girls that were very pretty and all that, but I would, I would look at guys differently as well. But I always tell people this is why it's so important to instruct your kid in the Word of God. My parents, ever since I was a, a baby, everything was about the word of God. So the seed was planted in me. So even at the age of five, I, I knew to ask God, is there something wrong? 
Mm. This is not normal. Mm. You know, so I, I knew I, I already at the age of five, I had that conviction of the Holy Spirit, you know, to, um, to be able to know that it, it was not right, that it was not right. So, um, so I battled through my childhood um, and I had some experiences as well um, that made me even more into that lifestyle. But still, because I had that seed planted throughout those years, I knew that this just was not right. I knew it was not right. But also I grew up in a, a very Pentecostal Christian church. Everything was fire. Everything was the Holy Spirit. And I loved it. Even, even, even since a kid, I loved to be in the whole craziness of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, yes, I knew that something was wrong, but I loved God so much. I loved worshiping in church so much as a child and going into my teens that I decided I to put the, those feelings aside and stick with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was uh, uh, 13. I was on fire for God as a teen, but there was something wrong. Mm. Uh, and because I had these feelings and these struggles, I needed to talk about it. It's very dangerous to keep everything inside because it will build up. It mm. will build up inside and you will explode and do mm. everything that you did not want to do. But I did not have anyone to talk to. There was no openness in the church. Mm. And if I did hear someone speak about homosexuality, it was in a scary way. It was a quick, you're going to hell. You know, when in reality, what I needed to hear was, yes, you cannot compromise the word of God, but I will join you in this journey with you. I will join you in this journey to get you in the right path with Jesus. Nobody would say that. Right. You know, so I didn't share, you know, I didn't share, I didn't share with my parents either. I was the only boy, you know, so I don't want to embarrass my dad either that i had these feelings so you know i got older and it got harder because i was holding everything inside and um when i was 18 a lot happened in the family uh, um, and my parents actually got um divorced i took that as an open door you know to just say all right well this happened well i can go live my life the way that i've been wanting to live it Mm -hmm. um and i left church and i went head on into the gay lifestyle Wow. What, and you said something powerful there is that, you know, you suppressed it, you know, and I think with, you know, church leaders listening, Christians listening, sin festers when a person cannot bring it to the light. The first thing and the one place that we should always be willing and open to hear and to come alongside people is the church. Like we, people need an outlet to just talk about, hey, here's what I'm struggling with and talk to it with people who also serve the same God, who is the only person who can change and help and deliver us from from these things. So I think one of the most important things you said is like, hey, I didn't feel like I could go to any any place. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I want to pause there and ask you a question is, what do you feel like the church can do in that situation, like how can the church change, especially in this climate right now, to open it up for people to feel more comfortable with just saying, hey, look, I'm I'm struggling with my sexual identity. You know, what can the church do there to help that? I think something that would really help is letting the people that go to your church know and the world know that pastors, evangelists, leaders, we're not perfect. Right. 
Mm. We're human. We go through our things as well. Mm. You know, I, I, I grew up, you know, and I can testify to this. I grew up, you know, and I would, I would see people preaching and, and I would think that they were perfect, mm. that they had everything great with God. And now being a leader in, in the ministry, now I know what people go through. It's, it, it's not easy all the time. You know, yes. you have your struggles and your temptations still and your battles, sure. you know, and it's, and that's why it's very important to be open and transparent because that gives you that, um, they become more comfortable with you as well. The moment that, um, um, that you open up to them and you tell them, hey, these were my struggles and this is what I went through. It gives them the chance to be like, all right, well, I, I think I can trust him. He's opening up to me. That means I can open up to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, um, and that has happened to me a lot now. You know, they're like, Angel, you're so transparent and real that I feel comfortable just sharing the things that I've done, the things mm-hmm. that I'm going through. And they just spill out everything. And I've heard crazy things. Like, yeah. I've heard great things. But that's, that's the thing. We have to be there for one another. Like it yes. says in James, therefore confess your sins to one another and yes. pray for each other. You know, mm-hmm. our, the prayer for each other is something that's that's amazing. It's beautiful, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that that's something that verse um, it hasn't been practiced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Help people who don't understand just a gay lifestyle in general. You know, I, I know people who are in this lifestyle. And I think one of the things that a lot of people don't understand is that when you tell somebody who have same-sex attraction that that attraction is wrong, it would be as if I were to tell Kyle, you can't be attracted to your wife. Like, yes. it is the exact same <laughs> yeah. thing, you know? And if I were to tell Kyle, hey, man, your attraction to your wife is just, that's sinful. And you need to understand that that's sinful. And if you keep having that, you know, you're that can lead you down a path that, you know, could send you to hell, like all these things. Right. <laughs> and, and I think that's what people don't understand about the, the, the gay lifestyle. Yeah. So when they it's the the anger and the the vitriol that you hear. And I was just on a thread the other day on Facebook, and I, I try not to do this. I try not to do this because I know you can't change somebody's life by a message or they won't understand everything just by a, you know, a few characters on Facebook. But one of the, one of the ladies on the umbrella Academy show, which I've never seen, but I I think my oldest daughter might watch it, but the umbrella Academy show, she's a woman, but she's married to a woman. And one of them has now come out as transgender and said that she's a man. And I just simply put on that thread in Facebook, I said, in uh, in so many words, I said, I, I hope that she becomes or she comes to the true identity of her, you know, identity in Christ and that she experiences the overwhelming love of God. Man, I was. <laughs> I, I can the, imagine. He put a target on himself. Yeah. I mean, the things and I'm thinking I'm being graceful. I would never put something like you're going to hell and what, you know, all of that. And I, you know, I just put that and I mean, the, I I mean, people were angry to say the least. And I understand because it's, you know, you're telling somebody that from five years old feels like, like, like I've always been attracted to this, you know, the same sex they're saying, like, I've always been, you know, and it's like, I'm trying to tell them that that's not your identity. And they're going, what are you talking about? 
Like it just naturally comes to me, just like you like a woman, Kevin. I like a man. Like you know what I'm saying? So help people to understand that 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 part of people and, and, and that go through this lifestyle. Yeah, it's I use that a lot. Uh, it's a guys that are like, well, I just I don't understand this whole thing. And I I, I always I tell them that. Imagine someone telling you you can't love your your wife and you have to love a man. And they're like, well, I don't know. I'm like, exactly. You know, it's 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 not that easy. But that's why I've, I've learned in this path that the first thing and the only thing that we have to lead all those people is to Jesus. That's right. We're not changing them. We're not doing anything. The thing that we have to do is introduce them to Jesus. And if you've right. done that, you've done your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the moment, you know, that they're introduced to Jesus, they get to know Jesus. They fall in love with Jesus. He's the truth. And the truth is what sets you free. Yeah. You know, and go ahead. Well, and I just think that that's, that's a good approach. It It sounds like. I say it all the time, like, we just got to build a bridge, right? From our heart to theirs, hopefully let Jesus walk across. And it sounds like it's like the easy way out to conversations you don't want to have. No, I think it's the easy way into conversations you just don't know how to have. And uh, Mm -hmm. even Paul had trouble arguing people to Jesus, to the knowledge of Jesus. In Acts, it says that the church of Ephesus would literally publicly rejected his message. And you're Mm -hmm. talking about the man who wrote most of the New Testament. Yeah. But you just sometimes you just can't argue people to the knowledge of Jesus. Instead, they're just going to have to encounter the reality of who God is. And and some of the best ways to do it is us loving and living that lifestyle alongside of them and giving them that opportunity to introduce themselves to Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and I tell people a lot it's also your your testimony, the way that you live your life. Mm-hmm. People are seeing and they're watching you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's times where I don't have to preach to you. You're seeing the way that God has changed me and you're seeing the way that I live my life. That in itself is the word of God. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I mean, people have, and they told me that like, Angel, you're not the same. You look so happy. Like your smell is genuine. You're a changed person. What is going on? And that's where I'm able to introduce Jesus. You know, yeah. and the first thing is not, well, I've changed and I've done this and I've done, no, I met Jesus. Yeah. And he's changed all these things in my life. It's powerful. Yeah. yeah. And talk to us a little bit about your road to identity. I, I've i always said uh, on this show that, you know, the Bible says that we're literally shaped, we're, we're born in sin, and we're shaped in iniquity. That's what the Bible says. And homosexuality, you know, a lot of people say, well, I was born this way. Well, just like any other sin— Right. So there are some people when they when they're born, they are prone to anger They just from a little kid. They're just like they're just angry all the time. Right. Or they have a proclivity towards just being sexually perverse. And it doesn't have to be necessarily in the gay lifestyle. It could just be, you know, towards the opposite sex. Right. It's just ever since they were a kid, they just something seems, you know, and I tell people that's no, there's no difference between that and somebody who says, hey, I've always dealt with same-sex attractions because my thing is we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Just because you, you, you've remembered ever since you were a little kid that you've been attracted to the same sex 
doesn't mean that that's your identity. It means that, that you have a proclivity towards that particular sin, just like somebody has a proclivity towards anger or towards some other type of sin, right? But for some reason, when it comes to the gay lifestyle, it does. it's not like, oh, he's always had an issue with pornography. And we don't call that person a pornographer or, or angel the pornographer, you know, but when it comes to the sin of homosexuality, all of a sudden it becomes an identity. And I believe this is where the enemy has gripped people to believe that now that, you know, the world has, has put a name on it. And so now it's like, oh, that's what I am. I never understood that, you know, what was going on with me, but now I get it. Help people who deal with that, that say, hey, man, ever since I was five years old, four years old, whatever, I felt like I've always, so I feel like I was born this way. Help them to understand your journey to understand your true identity. Yeah, I think people forget that there's a lot more to them than that, than sexuality. Yeah. Because it's gotten, it's gotten so big. That's all we're talking about. And I tell people, even if they don't agree with everything that I say, I say, don't you think there's a lot more to you than calling yourself a gay Christian or calling your, everything is, I'm this gay, I'm this, gay. like everything is in the light. And I tell them, you're beautiful. There's so much more to you. Open that up. Your identity is not in sexuality. No, that's, that's not your identity. You know, and if anything, our identity is in Christ. Why? Because he lives in us. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. He lives in us. Our yes. identity is in him. You know, so there's, there's so much, so much more to us than that, you know, and that I always go into the conversation of prayer. Um, and uh, this is what has helped me in my process is we forget that there's so much more to us that, that we always pray for this one thing to go away. Mm. And I, I remember I would always pray to God and be, and I would tell the Lord, Lord, make me straight, make me straight, make me straight. And nothing would happen. And I'm like, why is nothing changing? I thought prayer was powerful. I thought, I thought it, it breaks change. I thought it did all this. When I totally forgot that there was so much more to me that I had to pray for than that. Mm, mm. The Lord had to restore my whole heart, not just one piece of my heart. That's good. Mm, mm. There, there, was, there was so much more to me. And we end up, and I know that a lot of us don't see it this way until we think about it. We end up idolizing one part of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we end up idolizing our own sin my goodness we're so focused on this this when lord i lie all the time lord i'm doing drugs lord i'm doing this i'm doing that change my attitude change. like there's so much more you know and i, I mean, i give an example um of my family um they would pray and they would overly pray you know for, for the lord to change my sexuality and they focus so much on that that they did not even see that I was addicted to cocaine. Mm. They had no idea. Wow. Because we're so focused on this huge sin that we forget about everything else. Right. You know? So there was so much more that I, I had to understand that in my process. That's why I had to learn how to, how to pray and what to pray for, because I would just end up focusing on my sexuality. And there's so much more to me than that. There's so much more to me than that. You know, and um, that's why I had to surrender completely to God, not Mm -hmm. just one piece of me. The Lord has had to change my attitude, has had to change, you know, so so much other things that he needed to restore in my heart. You know, so I tell people, 
if you're going to pray for someone that's in that lifestyle, don't just pray, you know, Lord, change them. Pray for their heart. Yeah. Pray for the Lord to restore yeah. their heart. I have people, you know, you know, that come up to me. Uh, uh, can you pray for my gay friend? I'm like, well, first of all, what's his name? Right. <laughs> you're, you're, right. You're, now you're seeking into that lifestyle for him. This is my gay friend. No, share me his name. Share me what he's going through, his struggles, and I will pray for his heart. Yeah. Pray for their heart and pray for your own heart for you to understand what they're going through and for you to look at them through the lens of Jesus. Yeah. You know, yeah. and not treat them any other way because we end up praying for so many people, but we, we don't see the way that we're treating them, you know? Right. And being, being a reflection of Jesus is something that's very huge for me. And it's something that I share everywhere that I go is we cannot forget. We cannot forget that we are the reflection of Jesus. The look that we have, the love that we share, the joy that we share, that, that has to be a reflection of Jesus. Yeah. You know, and, and, and people do see that people do notice when you have the reflection of Jesus. Right. And I think that's powerful because as I'm a youth pastor and as we experience, we've talked about just kids, students, young kids, middle school, high school, young adults, we're seeing more and more of this where it's not just, Hey, I identify as being gay. It's, I have these same sex attractions but I know what's wrong. And so as a pastor, you're wondering, how do I approach this? Do I just attack it head on? And we're built that way in America. We're built like, what's the problem? Yeah. Fix that problem. There's no, you know, and you just explained it so well. It's insight. Like there's, there's a, there's a heart issue to any sin. Okay. To any yeah, sin. Yeah. And so let's, let's go after the heart. And, and that's just, it's enlightening to hear that. Yeah. And I, yes, I think, yes. And like, like I said before, it's, it's, you see them in this process. Now you have to join them in this process. Now we have to learn yeah. what we have to do in order to help these people. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the church is blind and have no idea what to do. I've had pastors ask me, well, what do I do if, if two guys come in holding hands? And I say, okay, well, what do you do if there's a couple that's not married and they're living together and they come in holding hands? What do you do? He's like, well, I just... You know, but they can sit down. I'm like, you were doing the same thing with these two guys that are coming in holding hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. You know, we, we have to welcome these people with open arms yes. to, to our temples, to our churches and love on them. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of them have been rejected. A lot of them have been abandoned. A lot of them are fatherless. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have so much hurt and broken hearts you know, that we have to be those people to be there in the process with them and keep on encouraging them to move forward. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people get very lonely in this process. You know, I, I mean, for me, I'm, there's been times where I'm like, this is hard. I want to go back into the lifestyle. But then I have that person that's like, no, look at you. Look how far you've come. Look, look at your identity. Um, look at the man of God that you are now, you know, and we need those people there to encourage us throughout Mm -hmm. our journey yeah in the midst of your transformation understanding that hey i i am attracted to the same sex but i know what's wrong what's the advice what kind of help did you get what kind of advice did you get how were you how did someone come it did someone come alongside you your journey and help you from going from identifying to being a gay man to understanding that hey 
I've been I've been through that lifestyle and now I'm out of that lifestyle because like you said I think a lot of friends can label another friend and that that person who's having that lifestyle they haven't even labeled themselves that yet they just know yeah. that they have that attraction but now here's the world you know and unfortunately here's other Christian friends that are calling me gay right and so how how did you how did you move from that identity how did you change that I love talking about this because I learned what my identity was in learning what true freedom really is. Okay. You know, a lot of us and a lot of those souls that are still living in that lifestyle, a lot of them say, well, I feel this way and it's not going away. So this is who I am. So when I grew up in church, you know, learning what freedom was and deliverance, it was that these temptations and these battles, they're going to go away and you're not going to feel it ever again. That's how you know you're free. So I had that expectation where I was never going to feel these feelings again and not feel a thing toward another man. And that's how I knew that I had freedom and I was good to go. And, you know, and that has happened before because nothing is impossible for God. There, there, there are stories of people that, you know, those, those feelings have gone away, you know, but not everyone's story is the same. That's right. So in my story, you know, I learned what true freedom was and, you know, I had fought with with the Lord so much and saying, well, this is the way that I feel like it means that I'm this. It means that I'm that I'm not finding freedom and something so good that I learned was freedom. is not that you're not ever going to feel anything again. Freedom is when those temptations and those battles come your way, you're able to confront it, look at it in the eye and say, I don't want you. I want Jesus. That's what true freedom is. Hmm. When you're not a slave uh, to your temptations, every day you have an option to say yes or no. Right. Having freedom is to say, no, I don't want this. I don't need this in my life. You know, there are going to be days where temptations are going to come. There are going to be days where you're going to be battling. The enemy is going to tempt you. Why would he not tempt you with your past if that was what separated you from God? Yep. He's, he's, he's going to tempt you. He's going to try his best to be like, hey, do you remember this? Do you remember how much you liked it? You know, there's going to be days where he's going to tempt you. It's not, it's not an easy walk all the time, but it's so good to know that you are victorious in Jesus, that your identity is in Christ, that you are a child of God. So you say, you know what? I don't need this. Jesus has been so good to me. He's changed my life. So I choose him. I choose him every day. And this is where I've learned, like, you know, I've, I've always heard that verse, deny yourself, deny yourself and pick up your cross. I, I've always known it, but now I really know what it is to really live that, where you have to deny your flesh every day, not only sexuality and so many other things. You have to deny and say, no, I need Jesus. I want Jesus. I need Jesus every single day. Right. There's not a day that goes by that I'm okay. I'm good to go. No, I need Jesus every single day. I need to speak to him every single day. You know, so that is what, what has helped me define my identity. It's, it's knowing that identity is not what society says that I am. Identity is not found in my sexuality. I'm more than that. I'm more than that. Jesus lives in me. The Holy Spirit lives in me. So my identity is in him. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost, Angel, it's almost like if you were to talk to a, a heterosexual person and y- y- you were to say to, a, say, a heterosexual man who got married, because a lot of men who struggle with lust, you know, will say, well, man, you know, if I get married, if I just get married to a pretty girl, I'll never have a lustful thought again. 
you know, of, of any other woman. Like, I, I'm just, you know, I'm good. I can have sex anytime I want to. I'm just going to have, I, you know. And men, when they get married, they find out that that's absolutely wrong, is that it just doesn't vanish. You know, when you see another attractive woman, it just doesn't vanish. But what but what happens is when you're truly following Christ, you know what to do with that thought. And you take that thought captive and you don't, you're not overcome by that thought to the point of, well, now I'm, you know, in a relationship with this other person because I couldn't control my lust. Right. So those things didn't just vanish when you married your, your wife. And, and it's the same way in the homosexual lifestyle. You know, there are people that in, in same thing with alcohol and stuff like that. There are certain people who God literally takes the desire of the taste for alcohol away. They come to the altar and God radically changes their life in that instant, in that moment. There are other people who they have to make sure they, they pick up their cross every single day. I am not going to drink. I am not going to bring, allow people to bring it in my home because I know if I, if I put that thing there, you know, I could go, you know, go that way. Mm-hmm. So it is the same way with, with same sex attraction. Uh, if, you know, there are some people, God takes it away. Just, just, you know, they, they, but I've also heard, listened to stories and watched stories where people say, you know what? I tried so hard. I, one of the, um, I, I believe it's called X ministry, EX ministries. And I was watching one of the young ladies and she said, I've tried and I've asked God, I want to like a man. Like I, I want to be attracted to a man. But I don't, I, I literally cannot become attracted to a man. But in that same breath, she said, here's the thing. What I won't do is give in to my, my attraction to women and start sleeping with women because that's what I'm attracted to. She said, I will take up my cross every single day. I'm going to bow my knee to Christ and I'm going to live if I never get married. I am going to live the life that God wants me to live. And I think that's where you so powerful when you said, hey, listen, I got to take up this cross every day. Like I can't, you know, freedom is not, I don't have those feelings anymore. (laughs) Freedom is being able to look in the face of that and say, you know what? I am not going to be overcome by by that anymore. Because that's what sin, sin, when when you give in, it's not the thought, you know, it's what people think like, oh, I thought something, you know, I, 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 you know, I thought it's what you do with that thought. It's what you do. It's the actions be, be behind that. And so, so powerful to, for young people to hear that, you know what, you may struggle with that same sex attraction, but it's, it's what you're doing with that, right? You're choosing Jesus over that and don't let that hinder you. So powerful. And the reality of that's not that's not your identification, right? I can't tell you how many times I've struggled with something in that that that's who I was that day. I was a man struggling with whatever it was, and yeah, oh, that's that's not your that's not your identity. That's part of what you're struggling with. But that's not who you are, and so no. I don't think I've ever heard that before. So that that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, I, that's why I tell people, like, the main thing here is your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. We focus so much on, Lord, help me like on this opposite sex. When are you in love with Jesus? Are you? Do you even have a relationship with Jesus? Do you yeah. even spend time with him every day in this secret place? That's our first thing to do. 
Yeah. How can, I don't want to be have... married. I, I don't want to be with someone unless I know that I am in love mm. with Jesus and I have yeah. that relationship with yeah. Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, because I know that with him, I will be able to overcome, you know, all, all these other things, you know, and uh, so many people, they send me, you know, the questions and the messages, Angel, how do you do it? Are you, are you attracted to girls? Are you, are, are you going to get married? So are you going to do that? I'm like, and I tell them, the only thing I'm focused right now is loving Jesus and making sure that I live a holy life for him. Mm, yeah. I tell, I tell people heterosexuality is not my goal. Holiness is my goal. And under holiness, all that list is there, yes. you know, cause we so made our goal to be straight. Mm. Okay. Even if you're straight, you're still going to go through something. Yes. You know, you're going to have somewhat of a battle. Life life is just not going to be perfect. It's not like that. You know, so I tell people, our goal is holiness. Uh, the, the church has made the mistake where they take some of us and they try to marry us real quick when we haven't even entered a process with Jesus. Yeah. And that's why there's been so many failed marriages with people that have left the lifestyle because that's the first thing that they rush into because at that moment, they're like, oh my gosh, I think I like girls. Let me go and find one. And right. then and they find out they're married. They still have these feelings for men and they're stuck, mm-hmm. you know? So I tell people, make sure you have that process with Jesus. And I tell people, enjoy your process. As tough as that is sometimes, enjoy your process and enjoy to see the changed man, the changed woman that you have become. Mm-hmm. Reflect on your process of how you started and who you are today. Reflect on the change and the transformation that you've done because of this process, because of knowing Jesus. A lot of people don't focus and they don't enjoy the process because they want everything fast. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they have to understand yeah. that God's timing is perfect. It's not going to be in your time. You know, I've had to learn that. I get angry sometimes and I'm like, Lord, could, like, come on. It's been four years. I've been like, I need this. I need that. When he's like, relax, it's in my time. The moment I give it to you is the moment that it's it's made for. So we can't rush our process. Yeah. People yeah. rush our process and then it's a fail. You know, yeah. they fail. Yeah. So 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 true. And you know, one of the things that that we've said on the podcast before too is, you know, when if you have an unsaved family member or friend, the first thing is not to get them ungay. Okay. That's not it's it's not it's the first thing is salvation. Like, it, you know, and I feel like sometimes that's what we're focused, like you said, that we're focused on is, well, how do we get you not gay? Well, that's impossible without the power of God, like, yeah. you know, like, so let's first, it, let's put God in this equation first. And then, and, and there's a patience, like there's patience, like if somebody like you talked about the 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 uh, I think you said something about a couple of uh, of girls you know coming into the church and they're still holding hands or they're still you know in kind of in the lifestyle but they're going to church there is a patience period that the church has to go through the pastor their family even when they do accept Christ because it may not be a today I accepted Christ today I've denounced it all there's sometimes a process of them understanding and learning their identity as they get into the scriptures, as they begin to pray, as they begin to really search God, seek out God. And then God starts this process, just like in all of us, sanctification, mm-hmm. right? Being more like him. And we're all in this process. It's not just the 
the homosexual, uh, the, the, the lesbians or the homosexual, any of that. Like, it's all of us. I'm in this process today. That I have things in my life that I have begged God to take away. And I'll tell you right now, like, you've even helped me today, Angel, because I'm looking at things that I've made idols. Like, these things that I'm like, God, I just want to be free from. Or these things that I'm like, God, I just want to be better at this. But I see I've made them idols, right? And instead of me focusing on that, I need to be focused more on just what God is doing in my life, who God's called me to be, the things that God's called me to do, and allow God to continue that. It's almost like that, you know, do you do you want this app to refresh in the background, Right. Do you want God to be working on you in the background? Let him continue to refresh your life in the background as you continue to move towards who he's called you to be and not get stuck on, well, it's still buffering. My, my, my life is still buffering. I, I, I can't get it to download. Now, God, I need you to download this. And God's going, I'm, 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 I'm working in the background. Like you clicked on accept. You said you you accepted me and I'm I'm working on you. But while I'm doing that, just just rest in me. Get to know me. Paul said that I may know you in the power of your resurrection, the fellowship of your suffering. And that know there we know is an intimate know that we know Christ. And so such a powerful Angel, I love when this is the reason why we started this show. We want to make Jesus famous. We Mm -hmm. want people to understand how do you live your life in a godly way in this culture like this. And you are the epitome of that. This is why we started the show. And so for me, it just it I just the spirit of God leaps inside of me as we talk because this is God just in in your face. Like this is what God can do to your life. So if people are out there struggling, if you, you know, you feel like, man, I just I I don't know what I don't know what to do. Stop making an idol of the sin or the the emotion or the feelings that you're feeling. Make mm. an idol out of Jesus. Run after Jesus. He will change your life. And this is proof positive. And you know what? Angel's got a lot of friends who's had the same story, transformation a story. A lot. You know, and before we close, close out on this, um, I second what Kevin just said. I mean, for those of us that are just inundated with the word of God, I think we take some scriptures for granted, or we just don't fully understand the power of them. You think about greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I mean, that's talking specifically about battling right mm-hmm. but how many of us don't even give people the chance to allow jesus inside of them before we expect them to battle things and then we set them up for failure or we set ourselves up for failure because there are going to be days where mentally we can we do have the capacity to handle situations but then there's going to be a day where it gets real and that situation is going to need real power yeah and i wonder how many of us really have that spirit on the inside of us the, the same one that resurrected jesus from the dead right the bible talks about that and i wonder how many of us really take take that serious and go how much of this is about me and how much of this is about what god just needs to do in me yeah and so when you talk about being holy 
Mm. And again, we take that for granted, right? You talk about being holy. You talk about, well, if you're lining yourself up to that holiness, everything should fall into place. Maybe not the mm-hmm. way that we want it to, but right. if we're submitting to the power of Jesus Christ, it's going to happen. Eventually, it's yeah. going to get confronted. He's not, he's a warrior. Okay. So he's not, he's going to confront our issues. And so you, ah, you just painted it just in a, a more clear picture for me today than I think I've ever, yeah. ever even seen. And yeah. it's, it's knowing that he's with us. Everywhere we go, every step of the way, through highs, through lows. Like Psalms 139 says that even in the darkness, it's not darkness because he's with you. Mm -hmm. Like that whole chapter, it touches my life because it just just says no matter what you're going through, he's with you. You know, I would tell people every time I would step inside the club, I would hear the voice that said, you don't belong here. Mm -hmm. What are you doing here? Mm. You know, even even in the darkness that I was in, he was with me. Mm-hmm. He was with me. Like I would have spiritual warfare, even being in the world. And I remember the Lord will still give me the authority and the power to rebuke everything that had to leave. Mm. Like, you know, he he's with you. I think that's something important to understand is that he's not leaving our side. Yes. It's up to us if we want to leave his side. But he's going to keep on calling our name. Mm-hmm. He's going to keep on telling in our hearts, you know, telling you, come back to me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. come back to me, you know, and it's, it's, it's just something so beautiful. So we're, I'm, so for people who are hearing, please go read Psalms 139 right now and just soak it in, mm-hmm. soak in that chapter and just understand that, you know, Jesus is with you everywhere you go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Angel, we appreciate you being on with us again on this episode this week. And please, everybody that's listening, go and go to Fearless Identity is a ministry that he has co-founded with another survivor of the Pulse nightclub shooting. Please search them out, support the ministry, give pastors, churches, schools, all the people who are listening invite him out to speak because i believe and as you can hear his story is powerful and support the freedom march these are movements guys these are movements these are not just ministries they're movements and we need them in our culture today and so please do that and then of course you can find us and if you want to get in touch with them or you have questions or anything like that just go to our social media you can also Email us at thinkingoutloudpodcast20 at gmail.com, thinkingoutloudpodcast20 at gmail.com. You can share your story as well. But we thank you so much, Angel, for coming on the show again this week. And, you know, God bless your ministry. And folks, have a great week. And we'll see you again next week.